is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877 Five, six days of reporting in the media based on theories, based on expectations, and they were all wrong. This is why I don't do that. And they should know better, but people want clicks, people want viewers, people want ratings, and blah, 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 and my view is... Why do you keep talking about stuff you don't know anything about? Well, we thought we heard pinging, and it, it's just, as I said, it was ghoulish. It didn't provide any information. These five poor souls died on instantaneously about 90 minutes into this trip when this submersive blew up. They found five major pieces, large pieces, of the submersive on the bottom of the ocean. And the amount of pressure involved in that horrific event, the blowing up of this vehicle, they're not going to find any bodies. They might find something here and there, but they're not going to find any bodies. It's a horrible thing. But that, in the end, is what happened. And then, remarkably, they found pieces of this vehicle... 1,600 feet from the Titanic of all places. They were down there to look at the Titanic, but good God, I guarantee you they didn't expect to die next to the Titanic. There are people out there who will, you know, take chances. Of course, you take chance every time you're in an automobile or across the street or have surgery or whatever, but these are, these are kind of, Control chances, as best as I can say it. But you have people who climb Mount Everest. They have people who do this sort of thing, and so you won't find me among them. You won't find me among them. No, just not interested. But some people are. <clears throat> Every day that goes by, we learn two things. We learned that the Biden 
family is worth worse than any mob family in this country. Past or present. These are mobsters. They've used the power of government. They've used their positions to enrich themselves. And then secondly, we've learned of the massive cover that goes on in the government and the media for the Bidens. And this is one of the reasons Donald Trump is under such vicious, constant attack. As would a DeSantis be and so forth, but nothing like Donald Trump. Some of you have probably heard a little bit of this today. Some of you may have heard none. Some of you may have heard everything. But you're going to hear everything from me. We had these FBI whistleblowers who testified in front of Congress the other week about how they had been brutalized, how their careers had been destroyed, how their names and reputations had been ruined by the FBI, by the Department of Justice, by the Biden administration for coming forward about abuses of power, illegality, unethical activity, much related to the Biden family. The Democrats condemned each and every one of them, attacked them. We heard testimony yesterday from John Dorham, who I happen to like. I don't know him, but I was listening. And even he was stunned at how corrupt the Obama-Biden FBI was and is. How dishonest. How deceitful. He'd never seen anything like excuse me, in his entire life, his career. The Russia hoax. This nation suffered through this. Year after year, the media handing itself Pulitzer Prizes. Media are a disgusting, tyrannical operation in this country that hides behind the First Amendment. They do the bidding of the Democrat Party. They do the bidding of the corrupt mob that's in the White House. IRS whistleblowers came forward. They were also attacked. Their careers ruined. Apparently the only whistleblowers who are worth anything are the whistleblowers that go after Trump and Republicans. You're not even allowed to repeat their names. This will take a little while, but let's step into this, Mr. Producer. First, I want you to hear from the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. A little bit of a tough time here. It's Congressman Smith, who uh, will be joining us tomorrow, perhaps. I want you to listen to Cut One Go. Not one, but two IRS employees are blowing the whistle with evidence that the federal government is not treating taxpayers equally when enforcing tax laws. The whistleblowers were working on an investigation into Hunter Biden that opened in November of 2018 as an offshoot of a separate corporate investigation by the IRS. Let me emphasize, this was an investigation in the ordinary course of work at the IRS. 
It was not ordered by any individual, any chairman, or any political entity. The testimony we released today shows the IRS recommended charges against Hunter Biden that included attempt to evade or defeat tax, a felony, fraud or false statements, a felony, and willful failure to file returns, supply information, or pay tax. These tax crimes cover an estimated 2.2 million in unreported tax on global income streams to Mr. Biden and his associates from Ukraine, Romania, and China, totaling 17.3 million from 2014 to 2019. Mr. Biden personally received $8.3 million. Jeez. Whistleblowers detail foreign payments to Mr. Biden, including 664,000 from the Chinese company State Energy HK, a large diamond worth $80,000, and a Porsche worth $142,000. These payments are just a fraction of the total, but they provide insight into a world of wealth and influence that no ordinary American would recognize. The chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee today. Now, what do you think about this? On top of what their chairman of the House Oversight Committee told us 10 or 12 days ago, Comer, about these shell corporations that were set up to receive millions and millions of dollars from the communist Chinese. You, you, you get your picture here now? It's a big deal. These are separate issues. And yet the same, the same family. Cut to go. Whistleblowers claim the Biden Department of Justice is intervening and overstepping when it comes to the investigation of the president's son. Despite what whistleblowers described as a clear-cut case for tax liability on these payments, IRS investigators say they found themselves hamstrung internally. The testimony we have just released details a lack of U.S. attorney independence recurring unjustified delays, unusual actions outside the normal course of any investigation, a lack of transparency across the investigation and prosecution teams, and bullying and threats from the defense counsel. This was a campaign of delay, divulge, and deny. Whistleblowers say reoccurring unjustified delays pervaded the investigation, including an authentic authenticating a WhatsApp message in which Hunter Biden demands payment from Chinese officials, noting that his father is in the room. The whistleblowers revealed IRS investigators... Hold on, hold on, hold on there. Did you hear that? He's shaking down a Chinese government communist official for millions of dollars. And I'm going to read this to you a little later. Came out this afternoon. Threatening them, saying his father's sitting right next to him. Now, whether his father's sitting right next to him or not is something that needs to be investigated. But either way, again, using the Biden name, threatening this Chinese official. You better come up with the money. 
And the Department of Justice is aware of this. The FBI is aware of this. The Internal Revenue Service is aware of this. And they cover it up. Go ahead. Told by U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf that because the evidence would be found in the guest house of former Vice President Biden, quote, there is no way, close quotes, a search warrant for evidence would ever get approved. You see that? We can't do this, says the U.S. Attorney. We'll never get a search warrant to search a facility on the vice president's property. That's the same Department of Justice, obviously. You're aware of this. That had no compunction about getting a search warrant against the former president's home over a document dispute. And they got the search warrant. And they sent an FBI's armed SWAT team to the president's home. Go ahead. These whistleblowers report they have faced almost immediate retaliation. They say they tried multiple times to sound the alarm internally at the IRS and raise concerns with the Department of Justice prosecution team. Their concerns were not given fair consideration. One of the whistleblowers was passed over for a position when he was more qualified than the candidate selected by IRS leadership. And roadblocks. Roadblocks have appeared in the course of their other unrelated investigations. Now that they have testified to Congress, they have been removed from the investigation. These so they go to Congress, and they're removed from the investigation. Remember the whistleblower whose name could not be repeated? Who met with Adam Schiff's people, if not Adam Schiff? With the perfectly fine phone call President Trump had with Zelensky, remember that? And this so-called whistleblower was a Democrat. He'd worked for Biden. He'd worked for Brennan. He was a holdover. H.R. McMaster stupidly kept him on. He'd been suspected of leaking before, had been removed from the White House. McMaster brought him back. That so-called whistleblower was protected by the media. Remember? Paul Sperry and a handful of others had the guts to mention who it was. If I could remember his name, I'd tell you. Doesn't matter. The point is, this endless disparate treatment, I am so sick of it. This punk, this Hunter Biden, this punk, with the hookers, with the cocaine, with the gun, with his handling of the gun, not signing up as a foreign agent. This punk with his father. Of course his father's going to support his son because the son's been subsidizing the father. The hell do you think? All this money just going to Hunter? 
And Joe Biden is such a thorough psychopath, such a liar about what he knows and doesn't know. And this jerk, this, this Merrick Garland, this phony attorney general, is a mob lawyer. But there's a lot more. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. One of the IRS agents, Daily Wire, told the committee that in August 2020, investigators obtained messages from an iCloud search warrant but prosecutors denied investigators' requests to develop a strategy to look into the messages and denied investigators' suggestion to obtain location information to see where the texts were sent from. One of the messages obtained by investigators was a WhatsApp message sent from Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao on July 30, 2017, six years ago. According to the transcript provided by the committee, Hunter Biden wrote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. More when I return. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA, 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. All right, stick with me. Let's start from the top. This is the New York Post. Two IRS whistleblowers told Congress in closed-door testimony released today that the Justice Department waged a cover-up in the tax fraud investigation of first son Hunter Biden, revealing stunning details of alleged interference and new evidence indicating President Biden was involved in his son's foreign dealings. Now, everything I'm reading to you, ladies and gentlemen, is known to the Attorney General of the United States, the head of the criminal division, the head of the public integrity section, and every U.S. attorney's office across America. How do I know that? Because it's in the media. They're reading it. But I also know that at the top levels of the Department of Justice, they would have been intimately involved and knowledgeable about this. Because it's the president's son. Or in this case, the vice president at that point. Among the shocking details made public by the House Ways and Means Committee this afternoon, the Hunter Biden probe was opened in November 2018 off the back of an investigation the IRS was conducting of a foreign-based amateur online pornography platform, according to whistleblower Gary Shapley. The first son was given the code name Sportsman by the investigators. Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss sought to bring federal charges against Hunter in the Central District of California and in Washington, D.C. last year and was denied both times by Biden-appointed U.S. attorneys Martin Estrada and Matthew Graves, respectively. Do you all remember when the Attorney General testified under oath that David Weiss, this other prosecutor, the Delaware U.S. attorney, he was given a free hand and nobody interfered with him? Well, it seems to me Merrick Garland should be charged with perjury. According to the second whistleblower, who has remained anonymous, the investigation covered the years 2014 through 2019, during which Hunter and his associates received $17.3 million from Ukraine, Romania, and China, with the first son alone scooping in $8.3 million. I do have a question. Certainly during the latter time, 2019 or so, Bill Barr was Attorney General. I'd like to know what he knew, or was he in the dark? Investigators pressed for felony charges against Hunter for ducking $2.2 million in tax payments. Rather than misdemeanors announced Tuesday as part of a probation-only plea deal. Investigators wanted this guy locked up. They wanted him charged with felonies, tax evasion, and they wanted him to pay up his $2.2 million in tax payments with interest and penalties. Somebody at the Department of Justice, not just U.S. attorneys in the field, had to step in and say no. That would be the Attorney General of the United States and the Deputy Attorney General of the United States, in my view. Who else? The revelation that Biden appointees blocked charges against his son is politically explosive because Attorney General Merrick Garland testified under oath earlier this year to Congress that Weiss was empowered to bring charges outside of Delaware. Intentionally misleading Congress is a crime. I just said that. It's true. 
Weiss, who signed off this week on the Delaware plea deal, sought to be appointed special counsel in the case at least twice. In other words, special counsel, appoint me for a broader investigation. No, no, we're not doing that. As recently as last year, this time, last spring, 2022, but was turned down by the Biden Justice Department, both whistleblowers alleged. Shapley, who was for who has sat for a six-hour deposition with the committee, one of the whistleblowers, on May 26, took over the Hunter Biden case in January 2020, and said that investigators had turned up fresh evidence of Joe Biden's involvement in his family's overseas income. Now, folks, that ought to be nuclear explosive. Nuclear explosive. Crickets. Absolute crickets. Quote, we obtained a July 30, 2017 WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao. This is this communist official. Where Hunter Biden wrote, quote, just to reiterate this, it's important. I am sitting here with my father. And we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, it would be Xi. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Now that should be the end of it. This isn't some phony documents case. And let's wait. There's more, but let's wait a second. Now you know why Biden has sold out to the communist Chinese. Now you know why Biden canceled the special program targeting communist Chinese operatives and their stealing of our equipment. People shaking their heads. are going, what's going on here? Now you know why he grovels to Xi. I will say a few things that will offend. It doesn't matter. Nothing goes on in that country, especially president to president or president to vice president or president to vice president's kid without that guy knowing. He's a control freak. He's a freak, but he's a control freak. He's a genocidal maniac. Millions flowing into the Penn Biden Center. What are you trying to imply? There you got fools like John Carl at ABC News. You have any proof? Hey, you got any proof? Now this is on top. On top! Of the 20 shell corporations. All created legally under LLCs. Meaning to make it impossible for the public or reporters to know who owns these corporations. And nine family members benefited from this. And the only one who doesn't know about it you're expected to believe is Joe Biden. You don't know from Butkus. His name's been... And let me tell you something else. 
with Hunter Biden using his father's name and talking about his father's presence, with this communist Chinese official shaking him down, you better damn well believe that every million dollars that he collected, he did the same damn thing. This doesn't sound like a one-off to me, does it? To you, Mr. Producer, it sounds like it's practiced. That it's almost routine. Quote, we couldn't believe that we saw that the second whistleblower told the committee. That was more indication that the dad might have been involved. So what did the Justice Department do, folks? Nothing. It killed it. Zhao of Harvest Fund Management, that's this Z guy, is a Communist Party official. And his fund was associated with BHR Partners. An investment fund Hunter co-founded in 2013, 12 days after he joined his vice president, Father Biden, aboard Air Force Two for an official trip to Beijing, the Wall Street Journal reported. Hunter held on to his, quote, 10% stake in BHR Partners through at least part of his father's first year in office as president. And the White House and Hunter's representatives have refused any transparency, any transparency into his alleged divestment. The BHR venture was the first of two major Biden family dealings in communist China. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, if you're Manafort and you're listening to my show, and apparently he's a regular listener, if you're Paul Manafort and you're listening to this show, what must you be thinking? They put him in solitary confinement and they gagged him. An Obama judge. They tried to break him. They tried to get him to testify against Trump. He says, I'm not going to testify against Trump. Trump didn't do anything with Russia collusion. Yeah, but here's your get out of go card. This is how you do it. He says, no. They throw him in solitary confinement where he suffers, has health setbacks. The judge, this clown Judge Jackson appointed by Obama in Washington, throws the book at him, gags him. He can't even speak out on his own behalf. And then you have this. How is it that Hunter doesn't register as a foreign agent? How is it that Hunter isn't even charged with violating that act? How is that possible, folks? Well, you know how. Now, this BHR venture, this this Biden business, was the first of the two major Biden family dealings in China. Through the second with CEF China Energy, this is another communist Chinese front group. Hunter and his first brother, James Biden, that is uh, Joe Biden's brother, received $4.8 million in 2017 and 2018, according to the Washington Post review of laptop records. Look at the money flowing into this guy. Tens of millions of dollars, all because of his father's assistance, or if not his assistance, his father's name. Throwing down like that. Can you imagine a Trump kid doing this? Or a Nixon kid doing this? Or a Bush kid even doing this? Can you imagine any of that? A May 17 email about the CFC, CEFC, remember that's a communist front group, it's an energy company, 
referred to Joe Biden as the big guy. You'll recall that, the laptop. That was confirmed by Bobolinsky. Do a 10% cut in an October 2017 document listed Joe Biden as a participant on a call about CEFC's attempt to buy U.S. natural gas. Shapely, one of the whistleblowers, said investigators were barred from searching a guest house at Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home to find supporting evidence, and that Wolf objected during a meeting on December 3, 2020, to questioning a key Biden family associate, Rob Walker, about the president. Who's Wolf? Wolf is the assistant U.S. attorney who was running interference. Wolf interjected and said she did not want to ask about the big guy and stated she didn't want to ask questions about dad, quote-unquote, he said, says the whistleblower. When multiple people in the room spoke up and objected that we had to ask, she responded, there's no specific criminality to that line of questioning. This upset the FBI, too, Shapely testified. But investigators later did ask Walker, about Joe Biden's role, an FBI agent asked if there were any times, quote-unquote, when he was in office, or did you hear Hunter Biden say that he was setting up a meeting with his dad, with them while dad was still in office? Yes, Walker answered, according to the whistleblower Shapley, before inexplicably the FBI agent changed the subject. Well, yeah, cover-up. The Walker interview on December 8, 2020, was one of 12 investigators had planned to conduct on a so-called day of action. But Shipley said, the whistleblower, he learned the night before that, quote, FBI headquarters had notified Secret Service headquarters and the transition team about the planned actions the following day. So in other words, they're tipping them off, and that's what it says. This essentially tipped off a group of people very close to President Biden and Hunter Biden and gave this group an opportunity to obstruct our approach. According to Shapley, the first son's attorneys refused to allow him to be interviewed. As for the guest house, whistleblower Shapley said that on September 3, 2020, Wolf, this assistant U.S. attorney, told us there was more than enough probable cause for physical search warrant there, but the question was whether the juice was worth the squeeze. Didn't we hear that before, that line, Mr. Producer? from somebody now there's more to this you got to stick with me you got to know what's going on in your country i'll be right back if we've learned anything over the past two years it's that unexpected things can happen for example average ira and 401k balances fell 20 percent last year according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774 Gold IRA. That's 8774 Gold IRA. 
774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. have enough time this hour to finish this but folks i would encourage you to stay with us because i'm not done I'm laying out for you what took place today and what's taken place over the last few years some of this occurred i mean when biden was vice president some of this occurred during the time that i think Barr was attorney general but it all occurred in a big way recently and i want you to hear more about this You know, the interesting thing about the Democrat Party hates America, this is a big part of the book. You might say, well, Mark, how can it be a big part of the book? This stuff just broke. That's the the way that I write. That's the nature of this book. Some of this information's in there, but it's not about something that you already know about or about to learn about. This is a corrupt party. Biden's been in this party and been in Washington since he was 29 years old. He's 80 years old now. This party's more corrupt than ever before. America would be much better off if this party didn't exist, the Democrat Party. I don't want to hear about the programs they created. Any monkey can create programs. That's not the point. The point is they reject Americanism. They reject the rule of law. They're trying to completely rip to shreds Donald Trump and put him in prison where he would die. Conversely, they're doing everything humanly possible to protect Hunter Biden from multiple crimes. And I would argue Joe Biden. Joe Biden, listen, he's the most crooked president in American history. This pot is boiling, 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 ready to explode. That's how close we are. Tons more coming up. If you're ever going to listen, now's the time. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. I mean, this is, uh, America's never seen anything like this before. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. You're going to see more Republican officials being imprisoned over a period of time. You're just going to. You're going to see complete reckless criminality by an increasing number of Democrats that goes unpunished. You're going to be able to separate the men from the boys, the women from the girls when it comes to who stands strong and who stands firm. 
You can see with this Trump stuff right now. You don't have to be a Trump supporter. You don't have to vote for Trump to realize what the hell's going on in this country. None of it's good. Even when they have the goods on the Bidens, they have the goods on the Department of Justice, they have the goods on the FBI, they have the goods... It doesn't matter. Stalin would be proud. It's the title of the last chapter of my book. Stalin would be proud. We have July 4th coming up, Independence Day. We're going to celebrate the founding of this great nation. I've always said, since I was a kid, and I've said it here, I was born at the wrong time. I was born at the wrong time. I should have, <laughs> excuse me, I should have been born in the early days of America. Revolutionary War. <laughs> excuse me, folks, I'm having a little bit of a tough time today with that asthma. The Revolutionary War over, creating of a new government. My God, what I would give to be at the Constitutional Convention. Just to watch. This is why I'm constantly thinking of these various projects. What can we do? We just can't let this escape us. We just can't give up. We can't let the bad guys win. This is evil. What they're doing to our country. To Republicans, conservatives, what they're doing to our fellow citizens, people to go to abortion clinics and protest, being rounded up, parents going to school board meetings, being targeted. I'm going to tell you a little story. I can't use a name. I can't even give you the state. I certainly can't give you the school district. I won't even tell you if it's a high school or a middle school, but you can assume it's one or the other. The parents the other week, maybe it was last week or the week before, they're in the audience with so many other parents proudly watching their kid graduate. And you know how they announce the children's names, right, Mr. Producer? They're proud of their son. They love their son. They have a wonderful family. And as their son goes up to accept his diploma from the principal, his son is called Elizabeth. I'm making up the name. No, wait a minute. It's John. On the diploma, the name is Elizabeth. And the name read out is Elizabeth. I'll just make up the name. Elizabeth Smith. Not John Smith. Elizabeth Smith. And the parents are looking at each other. What in the world is this? This just happened. 
for the entire school year. The school district and the school was hiding this information from the parents and reinforcing the idea that John was really Elizabeth. And John was using the name Elizabeth all through the school year. All the other kids knew him as Elizabeth. All the teachers knew him as Elizabeth. The parents knew nothing about any of it. The country's dying. Not because of us, but because of them. The vast majority of employees in school districts, not all, there are great exceptions, there's patriots, the vast majority are Democrats. The vast majority of tenured teachers are Democrats, not all, please don't say, I'm a ripper, I know. The vast majority are Democrats, and you know I'm right, I was on a school board. The vast majority of administrators are Democrats, the entire educational bureaucracy is run by the Democrat Party. And it's run for the Democrat Party. And it applies to tenured professors, too. Same damn thing. The Democrat Party uses your tax dollars to build its army of activists, its infrastructure within the culture. And they finally conquered the Department of Justice and the FBI. They finally conquered, conquered the U.S. Attorney's offices. They've conquered the legal system. That's what's going on. They go through the motions with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. They go through the motions with the special counsel, with Joe Biden. They have no intention of doing anything. They go through the motions about caring about documents, even caring about classified documents. Swalwell was married, excuse me, Swalwell was having an affair essentially with a classified document. Was he not, Mr. Producer? Democrats don't care. Democrats circle the wagon. All they care about is the party, the party, like the Communist Party. The party comes first. Everything else comes second. Screw the country. Screw the people. It doesn't matter. Well, now that is the mindset at the Department of Justice and the FBI and all the rest of them. The Democrat Party is at war with this country. It's at war with our history. It's at war with our police. It's at war with our military. It's at war with our language. It's at war with Americanism. It rejects it 100%. So are their media. You notice how many of these Sunday shows, the media interview the media? You notice that, Mr. Producer? CNN's interviewing somebody from the New York Times. MSNBC's interviewing somebody from ABC News. It's, it's, it's incredible. Like we give a you-know-what, a rat's... <coughs> Excuse me. And so I look at this. Unfortunately, in this sense, it's, 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 it's all over me. I can't get away from it. This is what I do. It's what I was born to do. 
It's all around me. It's all around us. Comes Friday night, I can't shake it. Saturday morning, I can't wash it off my hand. It's the same damn thing every day, every hour of the day. And if I'm not thinking about it, I have family members that can't stop talking about it. I've got friends who can't stop talking about it. I get texts and emails. They can't stop talking about it. It is what it is, and it is nonstop. Nonstop. And it always has the same strain of connectivity. It's the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party defended slavery. How do you defend slavery? The Democrat Party rejected the United States of America. It broke off to form its own country. The Democrat Party supported segregation after the Civil War. How can it be filled with such venom and hate for black people? It's just unbelievable to me. The Democrats' party spent 70 years, 70 years, preventing black people from voting from going to good schools wasn't America America didn't do this the Democrat Party did this which is again the point of the book I'm not going to let them off I'm not going to let them get away with this it's not the Republicans it's not the Democrat excuse me it's not the Republican Party it's the Democrat Party they did this and they're still doing it they're still doing it The Democrat Party wants to put the current leader of the Republican Party in prison and take him off the political battlefield altogether. Never been done in American history. It's done in every authoritarian, totalitarian regime. And now it's done in America. I don't want to hear about documents and class. I don't want to hear about it. These are all subterfuges that's all they are because we saw it with the tax stuff and trump and we saw it with the non-disclosure agreements and trump and we saw it with this and that and the other thing it's just the latest in a line and they feel they got them now why because they have the entire mechanism of the justice system the injustice system and they're going to use it and they are using it to protect biden and to go after Trump. Tell me, what Democrat is in trouble in Washington, D.C. as a result of this attorney general, the FBI? Nobody. They're all in the clear. They're all safe. They all have immunity, effectively. All of them. Doesn't matter that Nancy Pelosi is willing and dealing, and she and the big lug husband of her making fortunes off of her legislative priorities. Doesn't matter. They don't want to talk about it. So, I just felt it was time to bring it all together, to crystallize it, and 
to start to use the phrase, the Democrat Party hates America. We don't have disagreements with them. They want to destroy us. They want to obliterate this country. We have nothing in common with them. That's why I'm so sick of the Republican. Can't we be bipartisan? No, we can't. With what? With whom? They hate our Constitution. They hate the men who wrote it. I go down to Independence Hall as a kid. I live outside of Philadelphia. I love the place. I say, my God. George Washington sat in that chair at that desk, both for the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. All the men who were there created the two greatest documents in human history, in my view. Certainly up there with the Magna Carta. And the left, they just soon burned the building down and everything in it. So we can't talk anymore in generalities. We can't be sweet and kind and nice about this. These are revolutionaries. These are true, hardcore, violent revolutionaries. What's being done to Donald Trump right now is violent. Violent. And he won't be the last. He will not be the last. I hope you'll take some time, seriously. I hope you'll read this book, The Democrat Party Hates America. Not because I poured my blood, sweat, and tears into it. Why do you care about that? That's my problem, right? Not yours. But because when I sat down to do it, day in and day out, night after night, I didn't know whether it was 2 in the morning or 10 at night. I'm just focused. Hour after hour that passes. I thought, what is my audience going to think about this phrase? What does my audience want to know about this person? What, you are sitting there with me, whether you know it or not. You are sitting there with me. I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about your family. I'm thinking about generations yet born. What the hell are we doing? I'm thinking about kids and grandkids, yours, mine. I'm thinking about what goes on in these classrooms with these little kids now. thinking about the rule of law the IRS what are we going to do I have to go to a break if you do get a chance what I'm trying to do now is to push as high as we possibly can the pre-orders on Amazon.com to make a statement to our fellow patriots to please help join us to unite us, to pull us together. I'm not interested in one issue or another. I'm interested in all the issues. The Democrat Party hates America. It's not a title that's hard to forget, but it's a title that's never been more honest and more truthful. I'll be right back. Mark Levin.
Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code LEVINPODCAST to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. I don't have enough time this segment to get back, circle back to this Hunter Biden stuff, but we definitely need to. And I do want to say this as a footnote. Those of you who've read any of my books, Liberty and Tyranny, American Marxism, all the rest, you know that these books are different than what anybody else writes. Why? Number one, I write them. Number two, I do all the research. Number three, most other authors, or radio hosts or TV hosts, not all, but most others, do not write their books. They might review them to edit them and say that they edited them and so forth and so on. This is quite different. This is very personal for me. I would never tell you to buy a book that I don't, that I didn't write in research. And I would never suggest you do, do that if I didn't think it was worthwhile. If I don't think a book's worthwhile, I'm not publishing it. We want to push to number one on Amazon. If you're thinking of getting it, now would be a great time, and I appreciate it. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code LEVINPODCAST to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Don't ask him for middle ground. There is no middle ground. Talk with Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811. You see what fools and asses people like... Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski look like. Or the conga line of hosts on MSNBC and CNN. You see what disastrous, appalling frauds they are? They're all in for the mob. They're all in for the day. It doesn't matter what they say. 
the Nicole Wallaces. What a what a crackpot. Or the bigots and racists like Joy Reid. Or the slobs on the view. They're all in. It's incredible. How can you be a Democrat today? I don't hold you responsible for the things that these people are doing, but how can you associate yourself with the party that supported slavery? Well, Mark, what about civil rights? Well, what about it? Folks, you're going to learn things that you never knew before. It's not some Doris Kern Goodwin you know, a documentary on Franklin Roosevelt. You're going to learn things about Franklin Roosevelt you never knew. The truth, for one. You're going to learn the truth about Franklin Roosevelt. What a... What an unbelievably dishonest, bigoted man that he was. How he used the IRS and the FBI against his political opponents. Here they're trying to lock up Trump. Well, guess what? It'll be Joe Biden. Joe Biden will be remembered. For literally locking up his political opponent. This sleazeball who tried to destroy Robert Bork. This sleazeball who tried to destroy Clarence Thomas. This sleazeball who trash mouths, trash mouths, excuse me, 100 million Americans with whom he disagrees as MAGA white supremacists. This man was a white supremacist. He was a white supremacist. He's also a chameleon. He'll do whatever works from his perspective. Whatever works. I've read a tremendous amount about Joe Biden, also for this book. Tremendous amount. He wasn't just opposed to integrating public schools, including his home city of Wilmington. He was one of the leading advocates for segregation. I don't care what bullcrap he spins now about how he was part of the civil rights movement. He was never part of the civil rights movement. He didn't lift a finger for the civil rights movement. He's 29 years old. He runs for the Senate by trying to destroy his opponent who's about 60, 62 years old. He's a Republican. He brings out the big unions who help him. That's why he's bought and paid for by the teachers' unions and the AFL-CIO. Not the rank and file, but the thugs that run these damn places. And he's sworn in in time under the Constitution. He's 30 years old. And immediately... Immediately as a senator. Who does he embrace? James Eastland. The senior senator from Mississippi. 
You ever watch that Elvis movie, Mr. Producer? James Eastland has a prominent role there as a senator. Because, of course, Elvis was born in Mississippi, but Eastland and others chased him out of Mississippi. They turned the state troopers against him because they didn't like the way he moved. Reminded him too much of a black man, so they got rid of him, pushed him out. That James Eastland. He and Biden were very close. Eastland took Biden under his wing. And he wasn't the only one. When campaigning in the South, thinking that you couldn't hear him in the North, he would praise George Wallace, because George Wallace praised him. Now, you folks in the South, when he was in the North, he would take the opposite position. Because he's a sleazeball. That's what he is. So his drug-addled son buys a gun. He lies on the form that is filed with the Treasury Department. As you'll see on Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin, near the end of the program, he literally checks the box no on the form that asks if he's doing any drugs including marijuana. No, no, of course. No, the guy's doing coke. He's an addict. Buys a gun. Joe Biden's running around talking about gun control. His party's running around saying, we need these uh, red laws, we need that, you know, you shouldn't. They're defining his son. And what does the Department of Justice do on that one? Nothing. I think we're going to give him a... Here's what the Department of Justice did. I used to work there, as you know. Here's what they did. They put the kibosh on every serious crime that they figured that any half-witted, low-IQ prosecutor could get him on. They put the kibosh on it. But they said, we have to throw something... You know, to the Levins of the world, to the Republicans. We got to throw them something. Here's what we'll throw them. All right, the tax things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He paid them. Okay. Misdemeanor. Oh, the gun? Yeah. Well, look, we'll put him on this program if he stays off drugs and so forth. Uh, We'll take that felony off the list. Well, first of all, I thought he was clean now. What do you mean if he stays off track? So they throw those out there, and then they give the talking points to MSNBC and CNN, to the compost and the slot. They give them the talking points. Oh, nobody's ever been charged like this. And then we have people coming out of the woodwork, particularly black people, coming out of the woodwork. Excuse me, I was charged with that. Some of them are famous. I don't happen to know them. Rappers say, wait a minute, their lawyers are on TV. My client went to prison for four years over that. My client went to prison for two years. I guess all the white, lily-livered, left-wing, Democrat slobs over there at MSNBC and CNN, they don't get to meet many of you folks who've gone to prison over this. And tax evasion. Everybody's talking about their right. The old man, the CEO of the Trump organization. 
they claimed he didn't report $1.7 million in taxes. He's still in prison for five months. The old guy's in prison for five months. And I just read to you, in the case of Hunter Biden, we're talking about far more money than that. And the Justice Department is covering up the case. And you're going to hear these fools on TV telling you, what's the big deal? The Republicans suck, you know. This past March, Senator Chuck Grassley, Press Garland, as New York Post writes, on whether U.S. Attorney Weiss out of Wisconsin, out of, uh, excuse me, out of uh, Delaware, was truly able to bring charges without the approval of the Department of Justice, specifically if the alleged crime occurred outside Delaware. Without special counsel authority, he could need permission of another U.S. attorney in certain circumstances to bring charges outside the District of Delaware, Grassley noted at the time. I'd like the clarification from you with respect to these concerns. Garland replied that Weiss would be able to charge Hunter Biden even if crimes occurred outside Delaware. He said the U.S. Attorney in Delaware has been advised that he has full authority to make these kind of referrals that you're talking about or to bring cases in other jurisdictions if he feels it's necessary. And I will assure that if he does, he will be able to do that. Grassley pressed. Does the Delaware U.S. attorney lack independent charging authority over certain criminal allegations against the president's son outside the District of Delaware? If it's another district, he would have to bring the case in another district. But as I said, I promise to ensure he's able to carry out his investigation and that he'd be able to run it. And if he needs to bring it in another jurisdiction, he will have full authority to do so. Well, he wanted to bring a case. He wanted to bring a case in two different U.S. attorney districts. Washington, D.C., another state that escapes my memory. And the U.S. attorney's office in those states said, no, you can't. We're not going to help you. So this guy Weiss was blocked. Grassley's pretty damn sharp. And Senator Grassley, you need to make a referral. I don't care who you make a referral to. I don't even care if it falls flat. You got to keep at it. Mr. Garland committed perjury. It should be at least contempt of Congress. That is the Senate. Mr. Garland lied under oath. Your questions are in plain English. They're very easy to understand, even for Garland. Mr. Garland lied under oath. He lied to you. He lied to Congress. He lied to the American people. Now, what are you going to do about it? I'm just curious. What are you going to do about it? Mr. Weiss needs to be brought before Congress, but here's the problem. Over at the Justice Department, they figured out how to prevent him from testifying. Even though it's all over, the Hunter Biden stuff, even though he's gotten away with felony after felony, even though what's happened here is a joke, it's an ongoing investigation. And so under that nomenclature, they seek to prevent any congressional oversight. This is how diabolical this is. This is how preposterous this is.
It's the Democrat Party. They hate America. This is what they're doing. This isn't a one-off, America. This isn't a one-off. They're doing it over and over and over again. I'll be right back. Mark in. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code LEVINPODCAST to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. America's governor's been in San Francisco to see how the other side lives, that is the Democrat Party. To see what happens to big cities that are run by one party, the Democrat Party. To see how people flee from a big city that used to be, in my view, the most beautiful city in America. And in my view, what used to be the most beautiful state in America. But people are fleeing. (coughs) Excuse me, they're speaking with their feet. They're speaking with their U-Hauls. And they want to do that to the rest of the country. It's the same party. Governor DeSantis will be on this program in, a, in about 25 minutes. Meantime, I'm going to go get a swig of water. I hope you'll join us right here. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Let me look at the other side of the ledger here. The prosecution in the Trump case has basically built its case on two things. In my view, violations of attorney-client privilege, I don't care what the judge said. Violations of attorney-client privilege and the public record. Now, what kind of a case is this? What kind of a case is this? So here we have the Daily Mail, and they dumped a bunch of this stuff into the public square uh, today. Daily Mail. The government has handed over copies of interviews, quote-unquote, 
former President Donald Trump gave as part of the preparations for his trial and document charges under the Espionage Act, indicating prosecutors are relying on more than one tape as evidence. The government shared the information as part of the discovery process during the run-up to a trial set to begin in August. The trial's not going to begin in August. Better not. His lawyers know what they're doing. The government's 37-count indictment quotes directly from one Trump interview conducted at his Bedminster, New Jersey club with a writer and publisher of former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows' book. That conversation includes key information where Trump brandishes what he says is secret information while discussing a plan to attack Iran. Now, let's stop right there. You're going to have, if you watch my show Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin at 8 p.m. on Fox Eastern. I bring this this gentleman, Will Scharf, on the program. He's going to blow this stuff away. Now, you're sitting there thinking probably, how's he going to blow this away? This seems pretty, you know, cut and dry. I've listened to Bill Barr. I've listened to all the legal analysts. You could take this information and turn it against the prosecution. You ready, Mr. Producer? What do the tapes show? That they're classified information that was in Trump's possession and he knew he had it? Yes. What else does it show? That he believed he had every right to hold it. Classified or not. These are specific intent crimes. The mens rea, the mindset, what was going through Donald Trump's mind? Not what does the prosecution want to project into Donald Trump's mind? What was he thinking? Depending on what, you know, I haven't listened to him, so I don't know, but depending on what they say, I would get up and I'd say, the prosecution introduces these tapes to try and convince you that Donald Trump knowingly held on to classified information. But we concede that point. As a matter of fact, we embrace that point. The point is that Donald Trump did have that information. He thought he declassified it in some cases. He thought maybe he didn't in other cases. But it doesn't matter. He believed that he had a right to have that information. Well, how can you believe? He believed he had a right? That's what that tape shows. Otherwise, why would he say those things? Why would he say those things to a reporter? Because people give you, why does he say that? Why, why didn't he do Because he believed he had a right to the documents. That's why. So there's no specific intent to commit a crime. Yes, that's right. According to the government's response to the court's discovery order, prosecutors have produced interviews of defendant Trump conducted by non-government entities, which were recorded with his consent and obtained by the special... They're recorded with his consent. How many cases do you have where... There's recordings with consent. He said, I'm guilty of a crime. Guilty, 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 guilty. I'm guilty as hell. Guilty, guilty, guilty. That's not what he did. 
Why wouldn't he discuss it? Under his belief. Why wouldn't he? What I see in the public record, and I'm not sitting here collecting all the bits and pieces and creating exhibits, but just as you, somebody would come and say, watching it is, Donald Trump has said, I have a right to that information. Well, it's classified. I can declassify by thinking I've declassified it. Come on, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's about as strong as a defense as you can have. Whether Joe Scarborough and Bill Barr's new buddy, whether they like it or not. And that's just ridiculous, jerking the government around like this. Prosecutors also turned over public statements made by defendant Trump, including the public statements quoted in his indictment. Exactly. That just saves the defense from having to introduce the exhibits. We'll just talk about prosecution exhibit number 12 or whatever it is. It's their exhibit, and we want to thank them for putting it into the record. Right? Now, there's no way this case should be heard in August. If I'm his lawyers, they should file a motion. I don't know why they don't file it tomorrow or at least Monday or Tuesday to suspend the trial till after the election. The Espionage Act of which they speak, the statute of limitations there doesn't run before the election. The obstruction statute which they cite, the statute of limitations doesn't run before the election. I'm Donald Trump's lawyer and I file a motion. I say, hey, look, my man's running for president. He's got a huge lead over these other guys, and he's got a lead over Biden. This can wait. It's not some national security issue. They have all the documents. In fact, they brought this for the purpose of affecting the election. Hmm? Yes, I think so. And there's another thing. How the hell... Does this quasi-judge, in this case, it's not a full-fledged district court judge, but let's pretend. How the hell does this judge think that they're going to be able to keep classified documents secret when you have a right to a trial in an open court? We don't have secret trials in this country. Although we didn't, maybe we will, I don't know. Country's changed. But you can't accuse somebody of this classified information. We had nuclear information, oh my God! In order to try and influence a future jury and leak that information to the Washington Compost, and then I'm a defendant with my liberty on the line, really my life on the line, and I go into court and I say, now about that document, shush, you can't talk about that document. We're going into a closed session. No, we're not. I want the whole world to hear this case. I have a right to a public trial. I don't know. That's special classified information. Only we, the government, get to leak it. I read Trump's lawyer. I'd be collecting all the examples of leaks to the media throughout the last several months as well, which had to come from the government. Then they used attorney-client privilege. 
I'd be challenging that immediately. Because more extensively, what you will learn on Sunday night, when you sit down with a lawyer, let's say it's a criminal case, say it's a bad criminal case, and you say to your defense counsel, what if this happened or this happened? Can I say this? What is that like? What is that like? That's not a conspiracy or an effort to enlist your lawyer in a crime. You're asking questions. If you say to your lawyer, look, at 11 tonight, I want you to burn these papers because, my God, I shouldn't hold these papers. That is, in fact, a crime fraud exception. But if you ask your lawyer, what would happen if X, Y, Z, that is not a crime fraud exception. You have a right to ask your lawyer a whole bunch of hypotheticals, even ugly ones. That was done in secret. The arguments were in secret. The filings were in secret. The order was issued in secret. I'd seek a motion to get that information and to challenge that immediately. They have a lot of challenges, a lot of defenses. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Welcome back, America. Speaking of, we're here with America's governor, Ron DeSantis. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark. How's it going? It is a pleasure. Are you still in San Francisco? No. Gosh, no. That, you know, I only lasted there about 20 <laughs> minutes. And just in the 20 minutes, I saw defecation on the street, heroin use, uh, people smoking crack cocaine. I mean, right in the open, it was uh, almost like a post-apocalyptic civilization. It was sad. Used to be one of the prettiest cities on the face of the earth, right? Yeah, and I mean, there used to, I mean, you know, wealth, and there was vibrant and all this, and uh, this is a result of a leftist ideology being imposed uh, on the government and on society, and it's caused the entire society to basically collapse. I mean, when you don't enforce criminal laws against people, they've had prosecutors do that, people flee. I, the number of businesses that were boarded up uh, was unbelievable, and of course, San Francisco had one of the most draconian and COVID lockdowns of any place in the world, and that took a huge toll. So uh, this is a government-induced dystopia that they've created. Uh, this is leftism put in practice in raw form, and those are the results that you get. And isn't this really illustrative of what the Democrats on the left are capable of doing to the entire country? I mean, destroying what's so strong. Isn't it kind of what Joe Biden is doing? Yeah, I think, look, Biden is clearly, um, you know, not with it. But the people that are moving policy that are surrounding him in the White House, these are leftist ideologues. Um, and they're pushing in this direction. Absolutely. Uh, Biden doesn't have any substantive criticism of anything they've done in places like Chicago or San Francisco. In fact, he was there when I was there. He was there uh, doing fundraisers and stuff like that. Uh, so this is their vision. And, you know, and I tell people because, uh, Mark, you know, a lot of people have moved to Florida and, and they tell the tales about, oh, I came from uh, Chicago or I came from uh, Washington State, all these places. And I cannot identify a single jurisdiction that has been governed by leftist politicians, city or state, 
that would be considered a success story. Even taking me out of my conservative frame of mind and say, okay, where, where is there a vibrant place that, that's left? Maybe they have higher taxes, things we don't like, but is there any place? And the reality is uh, these problems are in all of these places because it stems from the ideology uh, when it's made into policy. And so it's, I don't think we've ever had an example of more starker differences uh, between a Florida model, what we've done, and the model of the Illinois and the New Yorks or the California. And it's sad because, you know, it used to be in this country, you know, maybe Democrats a little more liberal than we like, but it shouldn't lead to a city just collapsing. Mm-hmm. And yet that's what we're seeing all across this country. 100% right. Now, let me ask you this. You got this guy, Kevin Newsom. He's got something for you. I, no, no offense, Governor. He, he's obsessed with you. And uh, he used to be the mayor of San Francisco. Now he's the gov- governor of the state, obviously. Obviously, he thinks he's presidential timber. I look at L.A., you look at San Francisco, you look at the border on the south- southern border of California, you look at their tax rates, you have no state income tax. I think their highest rate is over 13%. Uh, it's, it is a state in hugely deep debt. Why does he think he's presidential material? I mean, he's pretending he's not, but obviously he's trying to take you on in order to try and lift his own uh, appeal, I guess. Well, I think part of the, the his obsession with Florida stems from the fact that his in-laws actually moved from California to Florida during uh, our, our administration, and, and, and they left during uh, his administration. Wait a minute. Hold on yeah. now. That's breaking story. Just no, promise no, me one been, thing. Been, they didn't yeah. move to near where my house is. No, no, no. So, so they moved. They moved to. I'm not, I won't say where, but they they moved. And um, and, and I was campaigning for re-election last year, so it was sometime probably in this 2020. And I'm doing like an event. It was actually a fundraiser. They're going around the table, and and his and his father-in-law introduced himself, and he said, you know, my my son-in-law is the his California governor. So his um, his in-laws uh, moved to Florida. Um, they are you know proud Florida residents, and they were they were supporters of mine uh, for for a re-election campaign. So I think that may have a little bit to do with it as well. Um, but you know, yeah, I think that this is a state. You know, if you go to California, I mean, I know a lot of your listeners are there. A lot of people visited. Topography, amazing. They have so many, like, like natural advantages. And it's the state for decades people would try to get to. And really, I would say after World War II was kind of like the, the height of what it meant to be a successful middle-class American dream type thing. And you had all the innovation, all kind of stuff. And they never lost population for their entire history as a state until he became governor. And now they've hemorrhaged wealth, they've hemorrhaged population, and this is just something that's never happened. And you're right about their debt. The state of Florida, our state-level debt is like $17 billion. California's state-level debt is hundreds of billions of dollars. And they're, they're bigger than us by 40%, but they shouldn't have that much more debt. We run our surplus is 15 to 20 billion dollars depending on the revenue forecast they're running a 30 billion dollar deficit mm. in california our unemployment rates 2.6% theirs is 4 4.1% and so you know you look at this and i think what they'll cite are some of the historical advantages california has no question they've had a lot of stuff but what's happened in the last 4 or 5 years and it's been a downward spiral for the state 
Let me ask you this on the Republican side. You're running for the nomination. Are you finding, and you're, you're going to an awful lot of places, are you finding um, people are incredibly concerned about the country and more and more of them are interested in your campaign? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think people people know, look, obviously we would be running, all, all of us would be uh, opposing, you know, a Democrat. We're Republicans. But I think right now people have a sense that something's just off kilter with the country. Uh, you know, when you have things like men competing in women's sports, uh, when you have woke ideology and things like the military, things just need a, a restoration of sanity and normalcy. And I think they've seen what we've done in Florida as being one of the few uh, who's been willing to push back successfully against the insanity and actually say, no, in Florida, uh, we are going to be a refuge of freedom and we are not going to indulge in the nonsense. And that's one of the main reasons people have been attracted to Florida, because we're standing up for for common sense. We're going to have the governor for one more segment. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, it's funny with the uh, size of this audience. I get people who say, after an interview with you, Governor, they'll say, wait a minute. You like Governor DeSantis. No, I don't like Governor DeSantis. I like him a lot. He's a good friend of mine. My wife and his wife are good friends. Our families are good friends. And he's terrific. I really, I mean, you look at him in the field, and what do you say? You see this guy, Chris Christie? You see, what else do you see? I don't know, but I don't like it. So, yes, he's my friend, and I like him a lot. Governor, you sue the Department of Education. You know, it's funny. I call these departments in Washington, D.C. They're really the opposite of what they say they are, aren't they? Like, what kind of education do you get out of the Department of Education? It should be the Department of Anti-Energy, the Department of No Agriculture. But they give themselves these names. You have sued the Department of Education. Tell us what's going on there. So uh, uh, people, I think, uh, and I've learned a lot as governor, you know, we talk about universities and how they're run and their orientation. A lot of the reason for that is because they have to get accredited by these regional accreditation bodies. And the Department of Education effectively controls who can be an accreditor. So in Florida, we've done a lot of higher education reforms. We now have all tenured professors have to undergo you every five years and can be let go. We eliminated DEI and CR 
CRT from all of our public universities. Uh, and we've made a lot of very positive changes to take the universities from being more ideological and indoctrination centers to traditional universities. And these are all very common sense things. Most people would agree with them, but even if you don't, clearly these are legitimate policies to do. However, these accreditors will not accredit us because we're not doing it their way. And the question is, who the hell appointed these people to anything? They've never been elected to anything. Uh, these are just bureaucrats somewhere, and they're private entities, and they're exercising a massive amount of public power. So we sued uh, the DOE and said, you've unconstitutionally delegated government power to private bodies. Uh, we also have things on the appointments clause and everything, and I know, Mark, you know, and probably a lot of your audience uh, understands those issues. Uh, but at the end of the day, do we as states have the ability to run our own university system uh, the way we want to? Or do we have to genuflect to some accrediting body uh, who gets the, the, the bestow by the uh, Biden administration? So I think we're going to win this case, and I think it will open up the door for a lot of reforms of universities throughout this country, which you all know we desperately need. Why do you think you come under criticism from some of the more liberal Republicans because you take on these cultural battles and so forth and so on. I mean, isn't it crucial that we control what goes on in our classrooms and our schools? I mean, aren't we paying for all this stuff? Exactly. I mean, the school system exists to serve the community. Uh, it doesn't supersede the rights of parents. Universities exist to support whatever the mission uh, the, vo the voters of the state wanted to. Uh, they don't have a right to just do whatever the hell they want to. And so these are publicly funded institutions. It, not only do we have the right to direct them in a good way, we have the duty to do it because your tax dollars are at stake. And I think sometimes when you take on these fights, Mark, what, what I've noticed over the years, you know, a lot of Republican elected officials, some of them will just let the left have their way on all this stuff. Others will maybe try to slow it down a little bit. I think what we've done in Florida, we've reversed it. We've actually recaptured ground. We've recaptured institutions uh, for a much better path. And I think that's really where the left gets upset. And so some of the uh, kind of these Republicans, when they virtue signal to, to corporate media and to the left on those issues, you know, they know that they will get a, a megaphone to be able to do it because the left is very upset uh, about all the success we've had in Florida. And the fact is, I think you find a jurisdiction in this country that has defeated the left on more critical issues than we have in the state of Florida over the last four and a, five, four and a half years. You know, Governor, you step back and you look at what's going on in this country. When did uh, surgical mutilation of children by the government in some cases without even parental knowledge when did that become a civil right where was i how did that happen this is this is how the left operates any elite um kind of new trend immediately gets smuggled into the federal judiciary with leftist judges and so if it's a cause celeb of the left a leftist federal judge is going to find a right to do that in the Constitution, and it's pure activism.
but we're in a situation now. We we did the ban. We said in Florida, no mutilation, puberty blockers for minors. I mean, think about it, Mark. We were here five years ago. You have laws saying like a 14-year-old can't get a tattoo. No one ever sued and successfully and said that was unconstitutional. Now, all of a sudden, there's some type of constitutional right to take away somebody's private parts who's 14 or 15 years old. It's insane. I do think the U.S. Supreme Court will get this right. Uh, and I think the things that Florida and other states have done will ultimately be upheld. But it is a problem that, that we have to understand with how these courts operate. These liberal judges are very, very cognizant of whatever the latest trend in elite left society is. And they can just bring cases. And if it's hitting those hot buttons, they are going to contort themselves to try to come up with a decision uh, that is going to satisfy the left. Um, And I don't know that we have anything on our side on the right that would be the same. It's a direct pipeline from elite academia, elite media, elite Democrats right into the federal judiciary. And that's why we get these crazy rulings all the time. Mm Let me ask you one more question. I don't know if you've been able to track this today, but this evening, this afternoon, information came out from the House Ways and Means Committee about IRS whistleblowers that the U.S. attorney from Wilmington did recommend felony charges against Hunter Biden for other issues uh, that he was blocked. And then we have this sweetheart, as it's called, unless you work for CNN and MSNBC involving Hunter Biden when it comes to tax evasion and lying on a form, uh, an application for a gun. And this is from an administration that says, uh, you know, pay your fair share and wants gun control. And Joe Biden says nothing. How is it that he says nothing? Because the media are corrupt, aren't they? Oh, for sure. I mean, this is unbelievable. I did see that report. I haven't had to look at I haven't been able to look at in depth. But I mean, if they are blocking that, if that were a Republican, they would have gone ahead with it and the person would have been in jail by now. And so you do have a two tiered uh, system of justice. Those who are connected to the D.C. ruling class. They just operate under different rules than the rest of the rest of the people. And obviously, people who are in opposition political classes, you know, they get the most scrutiny and it's a corrupt system. And so, you know, one of the things I've said is, you know, when I when I get in January 20th, 2025, you, know, you have a new FBI director day one and you have a huge house cleaning of both the FBI and the Department of Justice. And we're going to take a lot of really significant steps to break up all the power that's accumulated there, because I think what's happened is people have said these are independent agencies somehow and that the president shouldn't be involved in actively policing them. But no, they're executive agencies. They answer to the elected president. You have a duty to make sure that they are using power responsibly. I think what's happened in the absence of any constitutional accountability, you have a lot of like-minded people that have uh, conglomerated in Washington, D.C., and the founders would have predicted this. Human nature being what it is, they are going to abuse the power in the absence of constraint. And so we've got a major, major problem up there. Uh, I understand how severe it is, and and I'll take really swift action in ways that no president ever has, uh, because that's what liberty demands. I lied. One more question. Um, Iran. Iran is really right on the edge now. They've got uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles. They have, uh, they are within an inch 
They have nuclear materials now. They just need to marry them up. Biden looks like he wants to cut another deal. Obama took the position, well, we can't stop them, really, so we'll have to accept the fact that they're going to have nuclear weapons, but we'll try and slow them down. They give the stiff arm to Netanyahu and Israel. You're one of the great supporters of the state of Israel. When you were in the House of Representatives, the first time I met you, uh, you were chair of, I think, of a subcommittee or on that subcommittee. You were pushing for moving the uh, Israeli, excuse me, the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv. What do you make of this? Well, look, I think what Biden's doing, I mean, we should have a, a strong U.S.-Israel relationship. Uh, he is walking away from that. Obviously, they don't like Bibi, and there's a whole other issues there. Uh, but the idea that they're kowtowing to Iran, Obama's nuclear deal failed. They flushed Iran with huge amounts of money. Iran turned around and used that to fund terrorism and to fund their ambitions throughout the region. Why would you want to do that? So I think the U.S. and Israel need to be in lockstep on this. We need to turn the screws on Iran with everything we can, particularly in terms of the, the financial sanctions. Um, and we need to support Israel's right uh, to defend itself uh, amongst those who not just threaten them, uh, but seek to wipe them off the map entirely. If people in this audience, Governor, want to learn more about your campaign, where do they go? Go to rondesantis.com, rondesantis.com. We'd love to have your support. We're doing really well, Mark. We're raising really good money, getting great crowds, and it's a long haul, but uh, we've got a message, and uh, we're going to deliver it. All right, my friend. Best of the misses, and God bless you. All right. Thanks, Mark. Take care. You too. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. See how easy that was? Chris Christie, we could have a blast together, don't you think he and I could, Mr. Producer? I decided he won't come on because I don't have a green room. I can't feed him. Before I lose my voice altogether, we have a hell of a show Sunday. We really do. It's a big show. I hope you'll check it out. We're going to push back hard on this effort to imprison Donald Trump. We're going to push back hard on the Democrats. We're going to push back hard on why why it is that Hunter Biden isn't in federal prison. We're going to talk about Iran and the nukes. This is on the precipice, folks. And, of course, my opening statement. If you don't think you can watch it live, you can always set your DVR right now for 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. I do this show for you, like the radio show. And if it's not something you want to watch or listen to, then I stop. And please take a moment of your time this evening. And grab your copy of The Democrat Party Hates America. The Democrat Party Hates America. It is already becoming the hottest book of the year. It's already up heavy duty on Amazon's list. We also encourage you to check out Barnes & Noble, Books of Million. I love these stores. And any other retailer you might use. Those are great stores. We'll do two or three book signings, but I can't do many more than that. Again, I want to encourage you, go to Amazon.com, put your pre-order in, and grab your copy now. What we're trying to do now is get us to number one on that list and grab the attention of the Democrat Party and all the others who need to be, may I say, defeated. 
not just in one election, I mean defeated. There is no good purpose for the Democrat Party if you love this country. I'll be the first to say it on the air, radio and TV, and I'll keep saying it. Remember when American Marxism came out? We had wonderful pre-orders then, too. Nobody wanted to say Marxism. It was always progressivism, radicalism, socialism, economics. No, I said. These people are Marxists. Call a spade a spade. These people are Marxists. And we explained it, and now people do. President Trump does. Other people do. People on Capitol Hill. My brothers and sisters on Fox. People were a little concerned, but not anymore. Same thing with the Democrat Party hates America. People are a little sketchy, you know, I don't know, I don't want to go. Why? I didn't say every Democrat in America hates America. We have people who are members of the Democrat Party who have fought, who are cops, firefighters. Isn't that what I'm talking about? The party is an institution. It's led by a ruling class of masterminds and elites. They are destroying America. That's what they're doing for more than 100 years. But we've now reached a point where we can't candy coat this stuff. And I'm going to use these different platforms to push it. But, you know, there's got to be an army of Levinites out there, patriots out there, who are going to join and unite in this effort. That's you. The intent of this book is to be a rallying point, just like in 2010 when liberty and tyranny were rallying points. There's very few books in history that are rallying points. There are some pamphlets in history that are, Thomas Paine and some others. But this is a rally effort to unite those of us who love the country, want to protect it for our kids and grandkids. So check it out on Amazon. You can do it very quickly. The Democrat Party hates America. But I do know this. You ever watch Lou Gehrig? He's on the baseball field, says he's the luckiest man in the world as he's dying. Well, I don't think I'm dying, but I definitely think I'm the luckiest man in the world to have you folks out there. I want to salute you, all of our heroes, and I hope you'll join us tomorrow. God bless you.